And then I was thinking like, what if we can't tread water in the same way? Because you're kicking to stay afloat. I was like, what if I jump in and just start sinking? From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, an amputee learns to let go by diving beneath the surface. After this. My name is Erica Cole. I'm originally from Iowa. I just recently moved to Richmond, Virginia. I am the founder and CEO of No Limits, which is an adaptive apparel brand for people with disabilities. So I'm an amputee, started it for myself on a sewing machine, and then it grew into a full-fledged startup. I say adaptive fashion is one of my passions, and scuba diving is definitely the other. Before my accident, I was I was actually living in New Mexico for a while. I was hiking just a ton, like 30, 40 miles a week, and I was working a full-time job. I was the mascot at my university, so that's a little fun fact, I guess, about me. I was going to all the football games in a giant suit and running around. It was actually very physically demanding. And I was a ballroom dancer on top of, like, coaching P90X. So I was, like, just unreasonably fit. I lost my leg in an accident in 2018. It was a very sudden car accident. I didn't really have much of a choice. I know a lot of amputees like struggle with, do they keep their limb? Do they try to go through surgeries to save it? I didn't have to go through that. I was in the hospital for like a month. The day after I got out of the hospital, I was like, I have been in this room for so long. I think there was some heavy pain meds in me that were saying like, what did we do before to get some dopamine? And I would always go for a hike, do something active. So I was like, yes, Rocky Mountain National Park, let's go. I got my first prosthetic, and it was way harder to walk on than I thought it would be. It was summer, but we were going up to the alpine area of Rocky Mountains. So it was like nice and green on the way up. And then as we got closer to the top, there was some snow. I was like in shorts and just a light sweatshirt since the accident had had trouble like thermoregulating. So I remember my dad was in like long pants and a coat and I was in shorts and a light sweatshirt and I was sweating trying to go through on these crutches. And I remember my dad being like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. We're just, we're going on a hike. I was treated like a fragile doll by some people. So I think on that hike, too, I was trying to, like, show that, oh, no, I'm still the same Erica as before. You don't need to, like, treat me like this fragile thing or this poor victim. But it was, like, me forcing myself to try to get back to some sense of normalcy in a way that was not quite the approach that ended up being most effective for me. 
and then struggling to do a quarter mile really highlighted how much I had lost and then how much I had to like regain to get back to what my normal was. That moment it was settling in like, yeah, this is going to be a longer journey than I originally anticipated it being. About a year after that hike, I had decided that I would like to take this scuba class. And I emailed the instructor of the class. I really want to take your class, but I'm an APT. Do you think that I can take this? And honestly, I was expecting him to say no because I'd had all of these people tell me, no, you can't do that. In this journey of trying to use a prosthetic and trying to walk on a prosthetic and all of that. I'm not sure why I even decided to take the chance. I actually think there was a part of me that maybe wanted him to say no to like, just confirm that me wallowing in self-pity was appropriate, that there were all these things that I couldn't do. So then when he said yes, I I was super caught off guard. He was like, we're going to make a mermaid out of you. So taking this class was the first time I had even gone swimming since my amputation. And then I was thinking, like, what if I can't, like, tread water in the same way? I was like, man, am I going to be out just, like, right out the gate? But no, I got in and I was treading water and I was like, oh, okay, this this is going to be okay. And nobody's, like, paying me any attention other than, you know, just, hey, you know, hop in the pool, let's go. <laughs> like, it's very friendly, accepting environment. There was the pre-accident Erica, and then there was the post-accident Erica. But this group of people that I was meeting at my scuba class, they didn't know pre-accident Erica. There was only the current Erica. They weren't treating me like this fragile thing. It was just like this was the person that they had known all along. They were just like, yeah, that's Erica. She's a scuba diver. I was pretty hooked on diving, like from maybe not the first dive. The first dive is not typically people's most comfortable experience. But the second dive, when you're like, okay, I'm not going to die underwater. I was like, oh, yeah, this is for me. Just imagine caves made out of coral. And the water absorbs light in a way that when you're underwater, everything looks kind of green-blue. And then you carry a light with you. And so you're diving through this just massive towers. It's like an underwater city of corals. And then when you shine a light on the corals, just all of the colors come back into the coral. And it's just kind of psychedelic, kaleidoscopic, wonderland. You could watch just a square foot of this reef and see hundreds of fish because everything's so tiny. It was the most beautiful, incredible experience I've ever had. The other thing is like you're really focusing on your breathing because your breathing is how you control your buoyancy. So it almost forces you into this meditative state. The only thing you can hear is your inhale and exhale of all these bubbles. And underwater, there's no room to like think about anything else. I was suddenly feeling so graceful when for the previous year and a half since my amputation was feeling like the clunkiest, most awkward person. I mean, you're getting around on crutches. It's not a graceful journey. 
but then being underwater and being able to really control where you're going, moving around just like everybody else, being able to enter this world where I feel in control of where I'm going. I feel this weightlessness. It was a shift in, this is my reality now. A phrase that I've come to use is embrace the new normal, embrace this moment instead of thinking about what could have been or what was. It's so easy to get wrapped up in like the what's next, what's next, what's next. But like, just take a moment and relax. That meditative time in Cuba where you're just focusing on breathing and you're feeling this weightlessness and you're just listening to your own bubbles that forces me into that state erica cole is the founder and ceo of no limbits a ready-to-wear adaptive clothing brand for people with disabilities limbits was also featured on shark tank you can find out more about it online at no dash L-I-M-B-I-T-S dot com. This story was produced by Shweta Watwe. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.